Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Come on, side, side, Hey, y'all, this is Ed Lover. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. Listen, man, today is a very special day. Now, I got to remind y'all again that it's being brought to you by CigarsInternational.com. Go to CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs, cutters, lighters, whatever, man. I'm an avid cigar smoker. I love cigars. They send me some cigars all the time, four boxes a month. I got my own promo code on there. If you got a father, your brother, your uncle, your mom, your sister, whoever loves cigars, cigarsinternational.com. My promo code is ED10OFF. Joining me in the studio, this man has the number one show on the OWN Network along with his wife. I am talking about the book of John Gray. My man is so cool. He's so down to earth. This is my dude, and I'm happy to have him sit with me today on this podcast. We're going to talk God. We're going to talk about how it applies to you. We're going to talk about religion. We're going to talk about what's wrong with it, what's right with it. It's a lot of stuff to talk about today, man. And we're going to talk about his brand new TV show, all right, going into another season, The Book of John Gray. Pastor John Gray and his beautiful, beautiful wife is here with me today on Come On, Son, the podcast. Pastor Gray, mic yes, check. Sir. Microphone check, one, two, what is this? The five-footed five satin with the roughneck business. <laughs> Float like gravity. Never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the wine has got family. No need to disassociate the against some type of fame. No shame in my game because I'll always stay the same. Styles upon styles upon styles is what I have. You want to diss the fight for what you still don't know how to have. Front through valley sneakers to avoid a narrow path. Messing with this, you get the size of in ya. Oh! Drink a lot of soda, so they call me Dr. Pepper. Refuse to to compete with BS competition. Your name is Special Ed, so won't you suffer with the mission? I never walked the streets thinking it's all about me. Even real deep in my heart, I knew it could be. I just tried my best to like go on out. Some might even say shorty, you're bugging out. Yo, Zulu Nation. All right, we got stop. You know what? getting flooded. Ejaculation right on the two Woo! inch tape. <laughs> Abstract poet incognito runs the, the cage. cage, not the best, not the worst, but occasionally I curse to get my point, point across. across. So, bust the floors. And it's funny that you would do that because today is the anniversary of the death of Fife. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was listen to low this weekend. Day. Like a lot of people talking about it on the gram, and, and you know, and unfortunately, yesterday we found out that we lost a amazing mom educator oh, uh, businesswoman yeah for all of those that knew her personally she was always mama mama rita or mama owens and she was like that really broke my heart because you know i knew that she was ill but she was always in good spirits and you always kind of feel like somebody like that would pull through so you know yeah man condolences to, to latifah you know my wife and i had a chance to meet her uh-huh. at uh the all-star game this year and while we were at halftime she said my mom listens to you preach wow and i said turn the video around let me let me send her a video she was like you would do that and i just spoke life over miss rita and mm-hmm. just 
we prayed and just encouraged her. My wife was there. We just spoke life. Yeah. So, you good. know, I'm standing with you. For, yeah, for yeah, Mama absolutely, Rita, man. man. It, that's, that's a serious tragedy, man. In the studio with me, ladies and gentlemen, right now, from OWN TV's network is Mr. Pastor John <laughs> and, and his wife, Aventure Gray, yeah. from the Book of Gray. The Book of John Gray. The Book of John Gray on OWN TV came in number one in his time slot. Congratulations. Let's go. Thank you. Number one, of the, uh, number one on all TV shows for African-American women. And he's and everybody loves this man and this woman here. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Welcome, man. welcome, I'm and thank you, man. Thank you. This thank is you. Ed Lover. I can't even front. Y'all don't understand how important <laughs> this moment is. I'm sweating. I'm big. I'm in the studio. My wife is here. She looks beautiful. But this is Ed Lover to be on this podcast. Being this moment means the world to me. It means a lot to me because I've been watching the progression of your career as well. You know, yeah. and and um. I thank you. I thank you so much. It's, it's just true that sometimes when you do stuff, you just never know who you're touching, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, it's funny. We, we were uh, doing some, some other uh, press, and somebody said, you're kind of like a hip-hop pastor. No disrespect. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's an honorable thing it to say. Honorable. That means we're reaching a generation that wouldn't normally even talk about God. because they Or sing. show up at church. Yeah, because yeah. they don't they don't connect with that which isn't real. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't front not on this generation. They're too smart. Right. So if you're selling them something that's not real, they're not buying it. Yeah. And they're gonna call you out. Yeah. So church fact, church has certainly changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's changed from when I was a kid when it was mandatory for you to put on your shirt, your tie, <laughs> them hard bottom shoes that was tight that you was ready to get <laughs> off of. Stretching the leather. Yeah, you had to look a certain way and dress a certain way in order to go to church. And now, you know, in this day and age, it's like 2018. I remember when um, I was in living in L.A. and I was attending Faithful Century Church with Bishop, Bishop Homer, Homer. My God. Yeah, man. And I remember I was like, I don't want to go to church. I don't feel like dressing up. They was like, nah, it's you come as you are and you're not looked upon as being anything but yourself that's right and i thought that was a wonderful thing and i like the way the church is moving and, and things are happening right now to where as even musically things have changed in yeah, church. even absolutely. hip-hop is being infused and you got andy minio out there and lecrae out there and so oh, many so them. many other artists out there that are doing spreading the word of god through hip-hop music yeah see the, here's the thing some conservative church voices say hip-hop is from the devil and I think you're giving the devil too much credit because <laughs> last time I checked the Bible, the devil doesn't create anything. He only perverts what's already been created. Hmm. So if there's a sound that reaches a generation, I would certainly not give the devil credit That's for creating right. that sound. God created the sound, but the church was 30 years behind. And and so it took some pioneers like an Andy Minio, like a Lecrae, yeah. you know, like a Tadashi, the cross movement, right. to, to bring the narrative because the gospel is not the beat. The gospel is not the, 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 the rhythm section. The gospel is the lyrics. It's the message. Right. And so people get caught up in the beat and say, that beat is from the devil. Well, when Thomas Dorsey sang Precious Lord, people said that was from the devil. But he wrote it after his wife and child died. Right. And so now it's a staple in the church. But when it was written, it was the devil because it sounded like the blues. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd be sad it would sound like the blues if I lost my wife and child. So church should probably do well to stop being so judgmental and yeah. be a little more open and allow people to connect to God how how they connect to God. Everybody mm. don't listen to hymns. You see what I'm saying? That's so, right. You know, the same way everybody don't want a, a preacher that rocks a four-piece suit. I rock a T-shirt and some J's. Right. And I'm going to still bring that word. Right. My wife going to hit you with some red bottoms because I buy them for her because I want to see her walking. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep her fly. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's funny that you say that because this is a conversation that uh, I have with my mom all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother's always that. My mother's that old school church type of person mm-hmm. and I keep telling my mother I said my well my if you believe in God and you believe in Jesus then you understand that everybody has their own separate path to God you're the one that's always telling me it's my relationship with God and that I got to get right with God because when you go you can't answer for me right so let me have my relationship it's not going to be the same relationship that you have that's the truth so everybody that walks into a church or, 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 or praises God in their own way, don't they deserve the same respect that everybody else gets? Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think that uh, this idea of a relationship 
with with the real God means God knows who I am in my authentic self. Right. I don't have to approach God the way your mom did or my mom, because my mom is seventy five and she's probably a little more conservative than mm-hmm. me. Mom's is eighty. Yeah. Okay. So so it's different approach, same Jesus. You know, different expression, like same Jesus. Different approach, same, same Jesus. Jesus. Different clothing, same Jesus. Different sound, same Jesus. Yeah. And so the way they connected to God was with deacons on the front row doing devotion. That's right. Now we got praise team with the tiny jeans and the tattoos. That's right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's the same Jesus. If the me- the methods have to change, but the message cannot change. Mm, the methods Ooh. have to change, but the message That's cannot great. change. When did you get your calling, Pastor Gray? I was... 13 i was uh i'm gonna swear i'm blocking my calling that i was i wasn't gonna say nothing she said i talk so well she said sooner or later boy you're gonna be in that church i was 13 well i think this is a church Uh i think this is the best church you could be in because you're 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 in a place where most people wouldn't even go through the doors what matthew 28 says is go out into the world and so you influence your personal faith it colors everything you do. You don't got to talk about Jesus every day for your love for God to shine through. Mm. If you treat people right, that's showing your love for God. Right. The best sermons aren't the ones you listen to. It's the one you live. You see what I'm saying? You yeah. you out here. So I just wanted to say that. You already doing church. You know what? It is funny that you should say that to me because the other day I was at home and I'm walking on Silver Comet Trail and I'm listening to a podcast that I did um, on Biggie and Tupac, and then I started listening to other people's podcasts. I listened to a very popular podcaster that's absolutely on my same uh, network right now, the Loudspeaker Network by the name of Taxstone. And I listened to Taxstone interview Nori, and they were just so gutter and so greasy. And I was like, well, maybe I need to get more real and get more people to listen to my podcast. And then I stopped. And I started thinking about my dad, and I started thinking about Biggie, and I started thinking about Pac dying so young, and I just started crying. And right. I was like, no, that's, I can't, that's not me. Yeah. Like, I have to give it to people where I'm at right now as a man. Right. And where I'm at right now as a man is not spreading gangsterism and thugs. Right. What I'm at right now as a man is telling people stories and spreading love. That's it. And you've got to be a father to a generation that doesn't have them. Right. That's what you represent. You represent somebody that made it through. You've been able to transcend multiple generations. Yes. Your voice transcends generations. The fact that you've graduated to this place gives you a level of wisdom that these young cats need. The reality is we're dying at extinction level rates. Oh, my God. Your voice is a necessary voice right where you are. Please don't shift it or become or try to be what something else needs. Everybody's not going to reach everybody, but who you're called to reach is going to find you. Mm. I feel like I'm just about to shift this whole thing, but I feel like God is positioning you in this space to be a necessary voice of wisdom and leadership for a generation that's lost its way. So I hope that you continue on your path and do not compromise or try to become anything else. You've already been there. You've seen what it produces. It looks good, but it produces death. It looks fun, but it produces death. You made it through because God wanted you to be able to say, hey, y'all, I see where you're at. But if you want to get to 40 and 50 and 60 and 70, like, you know, our grandparents, then you're going to have to shift some things. Right. Because you can't you can't kill, uh, you know, a, 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 a big old bottle of Hennessy every day and think your liver's going to be cool at That's 70. That's right. You can't smoke it all. You can't snort it all and think you're going to be alive at 70. It's not cool to die at 30. It's not cool it's to It's not cool to die at 24 or 25. Mm-mm. I've been saying this all the time. It, Chris is my witness. I say it all the time. Why are we acting like Biggie and Tupac wanted to die? Mm-mm. No, I don't care if Biggie had an album called Ready to Die. He wasn't ready to die. That's no. right. He was 24, 25 years old. He just had a, a little boy. He didn't even get to see what his career could have been. Pac was, a, they were young. These are kids we're talking about. Jesus. And they holding them up like, oh, yeah, that's the way I want to be like that. No, you don't want to die that early. No, you don't. No. You no, don't. You don't. You don't. And I don't understand this. This whole is so frustrating for me, Pastor Gray. It's so frustrating because it seems like nowadays with the advent of social media and how popular social media is, and we all use social media, so we all guilty. Everybody wants to live their life as a slave to a like. Wow. Right? You're a slave to a like. <laughs> you so got good. you got to go back and see how many likes you got. You don't feel validated if you, if you Ooh, don't have enough listen. likes. Right? On, so we, now we're at the point where... Women are willing to take off every stitch of their clothes for a like. 
Right. Trying right? to break the internet. Trying to break, yeah, quote unquote, break the internet. And all we are respectful of is not the people that love us, that nurture us, that educate us. We're respectful for who got the most money. Oh, Jay-Z got $900 million. So what? Right. What is that doing for me? It don't make Jay-Z a better man than I am. Right. It doesn't, and I'm trying to tell people, it doesn't make them a person better than you. I don't think they understand because the culture celebrates things that don't last. So we got the Forbes 500 list. Right, but like, so what? Popular entertainers, but what about their life? What about their soul? How's their marriage? Are they raising their kids? Are they happy? Because we both know people who are very extremely wealthy and extremely broken. Absolutely. Because you well, can be absolutely. hundreds of millions well, we in need to remember is I remember I heard Russell lists, Simmons say that. Those lists are, are coming out every year. So they're gonna people on there are gonna be replaced. Exactly, and and that's like right. It's like uh, um, <laughs> my dad was telling me coming up, which I didn't listen. Uh, don't buy a brand new car; it depreciates too fast. The always, moment. always get something that appreciates and in not value, in yeah. value, and not depreciates. And then you think you got something, but you're probably hot for a year because the next year they're gonna change the body oh, yeah. type and they go Just something like else, something else, and then you want that one, right? And it's a constant searching to fulfill that thing. emptiness with material stuff that really doesn't mean anything. Right. And I think that's the core of the human condition. What are we valuing? What are we running after? And what matters? You know, we, we go after the corporate ladder. We want to be famous. We want to be rich. We want to have the nice car. But then when you have it, you're still empty. Still broken. Because God will let you chase all that to show you that there's a God-sized hole that only he can fill. Mm. You can smoke it all. You can drink it all. You can try to bang them all. Sleep it but all. But it doesn't change the fact that when you're finished with that, there's still a hole in your soul that only God can fill. Yep. And, and out of God's love, he'll let you try it all just to come back to him. Mm. And that's what that's what our life is about. That's what I believe our show is about. The book of John Gray is not about us trying to be famous. It's about two super normal people who serve a supernatural God. And we show people that we love God. It's the lens of our faith that is the the the, the unique perspective of our show. But we're not better than anybody. No. But we show people that if God can do it in us, he can do it for them. Right. We don't have any reality TV or docudramas or docuseries that show a black man and woman married trying to get it right, raising their kids. Today is my baby girl's birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday, Theory. And thank you, Aventure, for giving me a daughter yeah, five, five years ago today. She's five today. And my son is five. We have, so now we have two five-year-olds for two weeks. Yeah, we, our kids are 11 months apart. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's how I get it. Yeah, what? you can't it in. You wasn't playing the game. You wasn't playing the game. I get it. <laughs> I get it how I live it. Yeah. I live it how I get it. Get it how I live, live it. it. <laughs> I can't. Y'all have two five-year-olds for, for two weeks. Yes. Woo! That house must be something it's else. It's lit. <laughs> Trust me. Five-year-olds, man. Yeah, man. Together. So the show highlights our family life. The thing I love about this season, season two, is that my wife emerges a lot of times people look at me because I'm the, the one that's kind of out front, but they don't realize that my wife is the CEO, the COO. She runs the ministry. She <laughs> runs our life. She runs that house. She covers two kids. She covers me. I didn't know how to be a husband or a father. She loved me through my pain, through the darkest places of my life. People see the stage. She sees the tears. She sees the failures, and she stayed anyway. She should have left could have left but she stayed put that on the podcast because everybody wants to act like it's all good there were times when i didn't know what to do and felt like giving up and didn't know how to love her didn't know how to honor her didn't know how to build her gifts but this season you see my wife emerge and you see her speaking life to people like tammy roman mm. you see her speaking life to latoya luckett again and just watching how god brings things together and you see my wife become a voice and to them it might be new but to me it's nothing new i've been seeing it for seven years right so watching aventure grow into what i always knew she could be that's one of the great themes of this season for me aventure where, 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 you, where you meet this dude where you get this dude from i met him at church magic city <laughs> you know what? Get it hard, live it. <laughs> live it hard, get it. <laughs> I met him at church. I met Pull him. Pull up in the limit. <laughs> really? Go ahead, baby. <laughs> right here in Atlanta. Um, I after I graduated from FAMU. All right. Um, I decided. Man, I wanted to go to that school. Ooh, don't listen. I took John I there 
for fa- for homecoming year before last, I and he was an honorary rattler. <laughs> he had on a shirt that said "I'm a rattler" and everything. I was like, that is an incredible. <laughs> HBCU, but yes, after FAMU, I decided to move to Atlanta. I was working in uh, my medical profession, which is respiratory care, mm-hmm. um, and going to church, teaching dance, and that's where I met my husband. Yeah, I was a singles pastor and a youth pastor, so she was in charge <laughs> of the dancers, and I went in you there. Was when sing- the- you was a singles pastor. Yeah, I was preaching to the singles. It's like, yes, amen, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> And, then, and that's what I, I was telling him. I was living him. holy. <laughs> what? Were you? I saw you, but I pursued you the right way. Mm-hmm. She was in the dance ministry, man, and I saw her one day with her shoulder out, tattooed, and she had on these little baby shorts, and I was like, yeah, Lord. Baby that's, shorts? That's Jesus. <laughs> baby shorts. Only the Hugh Hefner on high can make it like that, Miss Black Awareness. And I watched her, observed her character for a year. I never knew her name. But she carried herself different. She didn't. She wasn't you didn't approach her or nothing. Nah. I mean, we, we did ministry, but for about a year, I watched her. Didn't say anything. I watched the way she carried herself. She was diligent. She did her thing. She went home. Mm-hmm. She wasn't loud. That was a trick, cause she is. She, I am loud. <laughs> when I need to be. Yeah, but you know, to watch my wife then, who I didn't know, I didn't know her story, uh, but then one Sunday in 2009, the first Sunday in January, uh, we're at church. She choreographed uh, a song, a dance to a worship song, and people worshiping God. Uh, Bishop Long was, uh, we were at New Birth. Bishop Long didn't even preach that day. Everybody's at the altar. Yeah, the dance was the message. Wow. Um, so they were worshiping. I look over, and this is after a year. She's next to me, and I'm watching her, and she's crying, and her hands are lifting. I said, God, her worship is real. I want that. I want her. And I grabbed her hand and started worshiping God. And then after church that day, I stopped her and was like, look, I got to talk to you. <laughs> and I asked her some questions about her motivation for dance and all of that. And while she's talking, and then I he stole my phone. took number. her phone and called my number <laughs> and left myself a message and said, this is wifey's phone. And then that's how I got her number. And I texted her that night like, you want to talk? She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, daddy. Come, I've been <laughs> waiting is, on you all this night. This is where the story gets <laughs> off. That's not what happened. What happened? I get her living. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He that was tell us. Tell me why. He asked if we could talk. But he, he forgot to tell you that he had been stalking me. He said watching me. He had been stalking me because Ooh. he sat by me in church a couple of times. I and didn't mean to. He said he That was the only seat open. Come on, Ed. Aww. Thank you. This man understands. I understand. Two, two, two Sundays, separate times. Two he separate was right times. Right beside in a, me in a church with twenty thousand people. We end up sitting next to each other without trying. Yeah. So the and sec- then he asked me. He says, "Why do you keep sitting by me when he was the person?" Ah, <laughs> like that. He said he, so he was smooth. the person getting there after me. So right. I was like, "You're sitting in the dancers section, sir." That's I was like, "I tied." You said, "Sir." Yes. Did you know his name? You didn't know his name. Yeah, I knew his name, but okay. I was just saying, sir. <laughs> you knew me. I'm like, you were in the dancer section, so you're sitting when did where you, you knew I would. When did you realize that you were in love? Aww. Ooh. We were friends, and see, he told you that he was the singles pastor, and I, I was watching this progression. Um, I was teaching on Wednesdays dance, so I didn't really get to the services until they were almost over. And I realized, I was like, he needs to be married. Bless his heart. This is, it's re- it would be really good for him to find somebody. <laughs> so I, you, we became friends, and I was actually taking it on as my mission to find him a wife. I wasn't thinking about me because I had been in a relationship where I was engaged, and he was as well, and it, it didn't work out. So I was in that in that holding pattern where you're like, uh. Yeah, not again. Yeah. So I. I was like, God, if if I'm ever getting married, you're literally going to have to sit on my bed and tell me that's the right person to marry or he's the one. Um, Our friendship just progressed. I saw his heart. We laughed a lot. And he was traveling as well in and out of town. So, I I mean, there was we dated a little. We didn't get to go out a lot because he was gone and I I didn't have time for it. I wasn't trying. Um, So I think about. Um, he was talking about the January when he got my number, but about October in the same year. October of 09 is, is when I, think I got serious. When it shifted into something else. And it was like, you know, what what exactly is this? Right. And I prayed about it. And I was like, God, you know, I 
I need your I need your help on this. If if it's supposed to be something else, I need signs. So we just continue to collide in in very positive you know ways. It. Yeah, you I did, it. but it wasn't my uh, place. Men know. To, it wasn't we my know. place to tell him though. I always tell my wife. Always always take this one line from from Common, and I always say, don't take a whole day to recognize sunshine. Oh. It, it just when it hit me, I I just knew it. Yeah. I knew it from from a, I was a one from day one. You know how sometimes I, knew. I was like I either got to stop playing with her or I got to get serious with her. Yeah. It, ain't, it ain't no two ways about this woman. Aww. Like other other women is like eh. yeah. You know, I'm, 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 I'm gonna be honest. Horrible. That's yeah. where I was. I was a horrible single guy. No, I listen, I, I I love God. Jesus knows my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, I promise you. I wish I wish I could say that I was this perfect dude, but I was broken. Relationships were my blind spot. God had to direct me to her because I was always choosing wrong. I was right. always choosing for the right now. But for the calling on my life, I needed to choose somebody that wasn't just for today, but for 10 years from now. Right. And 15 years from now. And she has the ability to expand my vision, my dreams. She was able to give me a legacy. I got a son with my name, John Gray Fourth. I got a daughter. If I die today, my name will live on. You right. see what I'm saying? So I chose the right woman for the calling on my life. But it was God that had to direct me because I would have chose the one that only had a certain look but had no substance. Mm. Looked good but couldn't pray me out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> I needed somebody that's beautiful and has spiritual depth. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But also she's a businesswoman and she's creative. That's your ride or die right yeah. there. Hey, man, Who she says? fights for me ride more than I die, fight for me. You need a ride to die. Hey, that's it. You only get when you only get three good ones in your whole life. Yeah, that's it. That's one. He had one. He had one. That's it. But when you put on different wigs, I get number two. He gets two and three with my different. I get it. I get it. How did? How did? Who approached you for your show on OWN Network? Did y'all shoot it and pitch it, or did? Oprah come to you and say, "Hey, listen, Pastor John." Well, that's deep. Wow, we have um, we have a really good friend. We were actually at a conference in Miami where John was speaking, and our friend Jason Kennedy, who's on E News, mm -hmm. um, was actually doing a show for another one of our friends, uh, Richie Wilkerson. There, he's a pastor, and he was just saying, "People need to get to know your family." He's like, you know, positivity is not seen as much on TV. We're like, is there really an audience for that? Because we don't have any Yeah, drama. because I don't know if there was an audience for it. You know, it's just everybody like everybody likes drama and, and drama. foolishness. And we were right. like, we're not that. It's not going to be successful. But the truth is, is that people are craving something that is, is hopeful and something that gives, gives um, a different perspective. And so we got kind of joked about it. And he was like, well, man, around Thanksgiving, let's, let's figure this out. So... We talked about what that would look like, you know, how we wanted to be portrayed, and, and we wanted to be in a network that was safe where we could be ourselves, and they wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to apologize for our faith, how we loved God. We wouldn't have to not say Jesus, you right. know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, we couldn't become anything. We you had can say to be, the F bomb, but you can't say Jesus, right? Ain't that crazy? See what I'm saying? But we wanted to be able to be our authentic and true selves, and, and we were like, if we can figure this out, and at the end, we, we are still who we are, then then it's a God move. Then it's a way for God to get glory in it, you know, and, and we would touch lives, uh, the lives of people who wouldn't necessarily cross the doors of a, a traditional church building. So let's, let's speed up the story and you tell what happened. On a Wednesday night, <laughs> I preached. And after the sermon, we had did our pilot, like our, our pitch. Right. But we had multiple networks. Sizzle rail Sizzle. Type of thing. Yeah. So, I finished preaching. I was getting eight ready to networks. come off the platform. Eight networks. I thought it was six, but whatever. It was eight. Okay. I'm getting ready to walk off the platform. I go back to the mic. I said, God just said, somebody needs to check their phone. Your miracle is on your phone. I said, or check your email. God just did it. And so that's all I said. So I go back to, to the back of the church. I pick up my phone. I got a missed call from an exec at Oprah Winfrey Network. Mm -hmm. And a voicemail and a text saying, call immediately. So I call. She says, are you sitting down? I was like, yeah. She said, Oprah saw you real. She stopped it in the middle and said, who is that? I want him at my house next week for Super Soul Sunday. Mm. And me and my wife literally started shouting. As big as I am, I ran around the whole circumference <laughs> of Lakewood Church. Wow. And Which is large. <laughs> and two weeks later, we were at Miss Winfrey's house taping Super Soul Sunday. And afterwards, she invited us. 
for tea at her tea house. She has a tea house? Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. What does a tea house look like? Like Jesus made it. <laughs> she it's, has a house just for tea? Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Tell her what happened, eh? Well, I had a dream a couple days before that. And John thought I was crazy. I was like, John, we were at Oprah's house, and she took my wrist, not my hand. She took my wrist, and she guided me, um, like, through a walkway and through a path. And we were standing looking over this amazing green grass and walking through flowers and everything. And he was like, oh, that's nice. I said, no, babe, we were at her house. I'm telling you. And he was like, all right. Oh, yeah. You now, ate some pizza. After, <laughs> after he taped Super Soul, she um, invited us to her main house. And then... Well, the tea house and the main house are two different houses. Yes. There are a, a few houses. houses. Right. <laughs> so... Um, when, I haven't been to the house. Now. When we got there, I had on heels because I was dressed up. She was like, oh, let me get you some slippers. It's a lot of walking. So she brought me some slippers, and she took my wrist, and we walked and leaned over and wa uh, looked over this uh, balcony area, and there was the grass. I was like, John. And, th and then he, like, put his hands up. So we just started worshiping, started worshiping right there. Wow. And we told her about my dream. She said, yeah, well, this is it. Come on. So we start walking down, <laughs> and we see, you know, her gardens. She has all these beautiful roses. hydrangeas and roses everywhere. It's just bananas. So we get to her greenhouse. She pulls out her glasses, gets her notebook, pen, and she's like, let's get to work. So what's going to make your, your show different from anybody else's? Mm. She was like, if we do this show, I want it to mean something. So we got to vibe. We got to share. We got to talk. We got to cry, laugh, and it was just an amazing moment. The best tea that I have ever had. Absolutely true. Whoever made it, Jesus was there as well. Um, <laughs> it was the best tea that I've ever had, and we just had this this moment of connect of connectivity that that I know will outlast us all because I remember it vividly, like it was yesterday, and it was just a beautiful moment. So right there, she greenlit the show, and she said, you know what? I will catch everybody else up, but I'm saying yes to the show right here, right now. Oh, wow. We're probably the only show on the network and, that got greenlit. By her. At her house. At her, at her house, house. By her. And she was like, I'll catch everybody else up, but I'm telling you now, yes, I want to do this. Wow. So we were, we were, you know, in awe at God, but it, it, was, it was a beautiful moment, and we had a, a nice time with her sharing for the rest of that afternoon, and then we got to work. Yeah. Oh, it's something else, ain't she? She is she's, something else. Yeah, she, she's something else. Beautiful mm -hmm. spirit. Beautiful she spirit. She is. She is. She came up to see me at the radio and station when I was working in New York. she loves oh, wow. God. Yeah, she, she does. She loves him. She told me, uh, she liked, I said, you don't like hip-hop? She's like, I like hip-hop, but you ain't got a bitch and hold me to death. I said, did you just say bitch on my show? Over. <laughs> 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 she is something else. And then when she came back for uh, to do something at um, Madison Square Garden, she let me live broadcasts from there and then she came downstairs before the show wow. to see me and then uh, my mom got my mom offline and gave my mother great Aww. seats in the front and took pictures with everybody she's she's absolutely she's, she's dog, awesome man. she is awesome yes she is she, i talked to her like twice a year no I three times it. her birthday christmas and new year's i always oh, call and say yeah that, I don't, you know you know people always want you because you know oprah they want you to abuse it Right. <laughs> Yo, I got a show. You need to get this to open. Bruh. Right. Just, and that's not and how that's it works. We ain't, we ain't like that. It was God-led. We weren't, we weren't striving. We weren't fighting. We were like, whatever door God has for us, let it be evident and open. Right. So we had multiple yeses, but we were praying for hers. And hers was one of the last ones to respond, too. Mm. Only because we felt like we would be safe. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the we right. Like I think that's the right network right because network. other networks would have tried to change it. We didn't it. want the show perverted. Like, well, we need a little drama there. Change. We don't need y'all two to start arguing. And, you but, know, when it's and not if, there. And if we argue, we argue. You'll get it because that's our real. But we're not. We didn't want to have to manufacture mm -hmm. anything. So we were like, it has to be authentically us, and this this network has embraced it, and that has been a, a true true blessing because we don't feel like we're compromising on our beliefs on what we feel. And um, how we're wired. We want to be authentic, relational, transparent, and just real throughout the whole the whole series. And and we hope it reaches the people that it's called to reach. And we know everybody won't like us. You know they're too positive. Oh, something's got to be wrong. All this kind of stuff. We get it. <laughs> Why we, is that? We, we Why get something got to be wrong? Why people like train wrecks? They only want you to be happy up to a point. 
People like to manage your joy. They want to see you come down. That's why they don't like to see the same people win all the time. Right. I don't like Tom Brady. It's not because I know him. He just wins too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the Patriots win all the time. I just don't like the team. I'm a Giant fan. Okay. Okay. That's that. That's my reason. Listen, I live and in I know Jersey, they cheat. so I get it. Yeah, and I know they cheat. Right. They right. cheat. That's that's my problem. Exactly. If you played fair, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care if you won right, all the time. You cheat. Right. You steal people's signals. You deflate footballs. <laughs> you cheat. Right. There Listen. it is. That's it. Cheat. You're cheating. Don't, don't cheat. I don't and like I, cheaters. I don't like cheaters either. And I'd have super respect for you. How do you combat the conservative part of the church with the more liberal part of the church? That's a deep one. And I think that's the, the tension that we live in. Um, I'm a bridge builder. My wife and I, that's what we do. We build bridges between these two disparate groups. You know, there's the conservative side that, you know, they wear their their faith on their sleeve in their politics as if Jesus was a Republican. And my thing is, he, he's not from America. He's a Middle Eastern Jewish carpenter <laughs> who happened to be the unique son of God. So don't try to put your politics on front of his sovereignty. He wasn't a Republican or a Democrat. He was a monarch. He's a king. Kings don't vote. They're already on the throne. So don't try to put your politics on front of Jesus Listen. cross. It dishonors the cross and his blood when you try to, div- you know, when you try to dilute him to your political or affiliation. Yeah, or define He's him. Not so to be defined. this conservative idea versus the progressive, my thing is, what does the word say? And then more than that, what is the New Testament example of Jesus? Jesus was uh, humble, a servant, non-self-seeking. He was one who touched lepers, had dinner with prostitutes, uh, cast out demons, didn't have his own home. He was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. He fought for those who couldn't fight for themselves. And if the church and its leaders did that, people wouldn't have anything to say. If we took care of widows and orphans and our veterans and took care of our elderly, wouldn't have be, nobody would have nothing to say if the church did what the church was called to do. And so I'm not beating up the church because I love the church. I've given my life. I'll, I'll preach until I die. Uh, I've, I've, I've told the Lord that. But I'm, I'm not going to play games with the political side. Mm. And just because we might have a different understanding of Scripture, uh, I'm not going to beat you up. But I'm also not going to pander to one side versus the other. Mm-hmm. What does the word say? So people ask me, well, what do you think about this issue or that issue? Social justice issues, if it's in the word, I, I will stand on the word. But that's me. I'm a, I read the word. You got to read it for yourself. Right. And you got to determine what the word says. It doesn't matter what I think. What do you think about this issue or that one? It doesn't matter what I think. I submit my view to the word. Right. Like when we were dating, we didn't have sex. We don't believe in sex before marriage. Not because I don't like sex or I don't find her attractive. It's because the word says we're supposed to wait. Yeah. So it didn't matter what I wanted because she called blooded. Body like Platt Cow. <laughs> Dothan, Alabama booty. You understand what I'm saying? My wife is cold. Right. But the Bible says wait. So we waited. And that's what it was. Right. So I, it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what I want. It matters what the word says. Mm. So that's where I am. And we aren't here to judge people because we aren't perfect ourselves. And I think the beautiful thing about the show is that we don't necessarily know what we're going to say to people. We just trust the God in us that whatever we are brought as far as their problems, we help them to the place of where we feel like Jesus would would have helped them or tried Mm -hmm. to help them without the judgment. You don't have faith for this? No. Some people don't have faith, and you're never going to know how you will react to certain scenarios until you have to react to those scenarios. You don't know. You can you can say you have all this God in Jesus, but you come for my husband or my children, and you might. Yeah, that's different. You know, it's she different. Goes off. I'm just saying. You know, I have a few tattoos. I'm a pastor's wife, but when I was 16 getting tattoos, I didn't know that I was going to be a pastor's wife. Does that disqualify me from walking in the position as a pastor's nope, wife? No. Nope. No, it doesn't. But for the other young women that have them, they will be like, hey, my 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 first lady has a tattoo. That means I might be accepted. You know what I'm saying? There's just something about 
um, being real about what you went, what you've gone through. My husband's mother told him he came from, you know, a single parent home. My parents will be married for 49 years next week. So we have two very different worldviews and how we grew up. However, now we formulate our own scenarios of what we want to pour into our children. It mm. doesn't mean what he learned was right. It doesn't mean what was the only right way or what my parents gave me was the only right way. It means what we decide for our children based on the word is and how but we how can, give it how to can them. people live in the world in the word and be so judgmental at the same time? You got preachers preaching against homosexuality. You got you got these conservative preachers that think the gospel music of old and, and the Shirley Caesars and all that, that's the only music you're supposed to listen to. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. But they don't do what they're supposed to do They either. don't do it. And we're not. Should you lead by example? You should. The whole, the, the entirety of scripture is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two commandments Jesus said that the whole entirety of scripture hinges upon, which means love God, love people. Leave the rest to God. I don't have judgment. I don't know who you, who you are, how you came to be, what your factors were, whether it's social, society, or physiological, whatever it is, whoever you are and however you got there, that's you. Yep. And so my job is to love God and love you. I leave the rest to God. My mm. job is to preach. If you come through the doors of the church, I'll preach. But it's not my job to hate. It's or not judge. my job to judge. That's God's job. We can't judge when we're not perfect. I don't want Absolutely. to judge. I don't How are judge. you judging judge somebody either. when if they started playing the movie of your life, this came from my husband's <laughs> You'd be trying to tear everything down, <laughs> trying to edit that cover part. it up. Right. Hey, you hey, wanna, turn off the power. That's what people need to understand. <laughs> like social media, we can edit and we can filter yeah. and do all these things to our photos and we do it, but you can't do that. When they open my life. book, I'm so scared when they open my book. They ain't gonna, when I die and I get to the gates, not, and they start going through my chapters. <laughs> They hope they don't point at the red elevator. <laughs> like, <laughs> the red elevator. I'm trying to get a hookup. You know how black people, I'm trying to get a hookup. I'm in the back of the line. See, this is the is beauty. Is that Pastor Gray? <laughs> hey, Jesus, let me talk to you about Ed. I was on his podcast. Talk let him in. Let him please in, talk man. To, let him Pastor in, Gray, man. please talk to Jesus for me. Y'all holler at him for me. Holler at him for me. See, here's a beautiful thing about salvation. When it says confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved, which means it don't I know conservative people are gonna be real mad, but it's very easy to get saved. You confess it, you believe. You don't have to jump through hoops, you don't have to impress a man. If you confess it, Jesus saves you. Just like the man on the cross, the thief on the cross was dying. Yeah. And all he said to Jesus was, Remember, Remember me. me. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't get baptized. He didn't speak in no tongues. He didn't give no offering. But he got saved at the last minute. And I know conservative people want to shame you into coming to church and shame on you for how you living and shame on you. But the blood says shame off you. So I'm tired of people putting shame in the mix. Shame don't get you saved. Grace gets you saved. Yeah. Mm. And so it don't matter what I did in my past. So when they play the movie of my life, when I do wrong, you ain't going to see it because the blood going to be on it. Mm. All you're going to see is what's left after the blood get finished. Holla at your boy. Yeah. Holla at your boy right there. <laughs> this is my man right here. Right. Yeah, he's, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. Because that goes on and it's been going on and it continues to go on. And then the conservative old school church don't reach these young kids. No. And that's why we're losing a generation. Now, right. The, the latest Pew Research polls say this is the first generation where less of this generation will believe in God than do. Wow. Yep. This is the first time in the history of this country that less people will believe in God. And here's why. Because they're smarter and they realize that they've been sold a bill of goods. Yep. And they only connect to that which is authentic. So the religious exercises that don't have real world change, they don't buy it. And you can't preach one thing and then do another. This is this is where they're at now. Now, it's one thing to be open about your broken places. Yeah. But you can't be tearing people down and condemning them to hell, but you doing that thing when you leave the church. Right. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? I dig what you're saying. So that's my thing. Me and my wife have determined we're going to leave from our wounds, leave from our scars, show people our flaws, and point people to Jesus. That means you don't, you ain't going to get to worship me. I don't want you looking at me. Look at him, cause I'm. I'm is, that, is there a lot of that going on in the church community? 
that was one thing that kind of like mm, where they, pe- they with me. worship. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you my story real quick. I was in LA and I was going to to Faithful Central, and uh, Bishop Omar at the time was preaching like five different services every Sunday, and they came to us and they asked us to all those of us who could afford to give a lot of money because they were going into the arena. Where the, he, the forum. Yeah, yeah. And we were supposed to build a hotel and an outreach center and everything on that property. And it never happened. Mm. And it was and it and it turned me off so much I was like, I'm not I'm not coming anymore. Wow. Because I thought that a church is supposed to take care of the poor, the veterans, the sick. Yes, sir. I thought that's what we supposed to do. Not have the Kings of Comedy on a Saturday. And we in church on a Sunday, and you still haven't taken down. I thought this was our church. I thought this was Faithful Central. Yeah. You still, still say farm up there. There's still ATM machines up, up across the thing. And then when my mom came to visit me and I was there, and they told me that I couldn't sit in a certain spot, I was like, hold up. Yeah. I, Are you kidding me? Like, that I'm, really, mm. that bothers me. And then that kind of, it kind of turned me off to these mega churches where I see these these pastors with these jets and these roses and and they not helping the community at all like the community is suffering and you living extremely good. not good extravagantly extravagantly and unnecessarily i get it well go ahead you gonna say it to me <laughs> go ahead well i just say this and i'm not gonna beat people up because they all come from different places mm-hmm. if you look at the life of jesus the only people that didn't like him were the people who were in charge of the religious thought of the day, which was the Pharisees, the Sadducees. And they were surface people that wanted popularity over spiritual substance. Jesus could have had the biggest synagogue in Israel, mm. but he chose to empower these 12 men to serve people. That's why he had crowds of thousands. And he said, you give them something to eat. You serve him. He was leading by example. The two the, few days before he dies, he's washing the feet of his disciples. So the idea that the savior of the world is not trying to build a kingdom with velvet ropes, but a scarlet thread that reaches from earth to heaven. Because I've been at churches in L.A. where there were velvet ropes mm-hmm. for the for the cool kids. Oh, yeah. While the rest of That's us what they to told me. To I'm in. like, I'm tithing every week. I just gave y'all $25,000, Duke. My, me and my mom can't sit here. I got to go upstairs. Like, are you kidding? I mean, I moved that velvet rope and sat my black ass right there and was like, <laughs> move me. <laughs> move me. Move me. Because there's going to be some beef up in this church today. Are you kidding me? And, and <sighs> the fact that you had to walk through that is unfortunate. Yeah. And the reason why many people are turned off by certain aspects of contemporary Western Christianity is because of experiences like that. I think for me, I think your heart to give and and to tithe into the church because yes the lights have to go on and you have staff and all of that but then you see the pastors living good and all of that kind of stuff because somebody just came for me on Instagram was like you always wear brands or something like that I I also have five jobs so I don't (laughs) need the you know you know my husband is writing books he has an album coming out like we're serving the community I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything for me that I won't do Right. I'm not going to ask people to serve me. And I, I like we have a, a church, a new church in Greenville, South Carolina, that we'll be walking into in May. And we told the, the staff there, I was like, we're not here to be served by you. We're here to serve right. alongside you. There are no big eyes and little U's. We're all the same. Because when you start worshiping men and, you know, feeling like you got to give pastor everything. Pastor said, pastor said, pastor said, yeah. pastor said, pastor said, yeah. pastor said. Oh, I deflect and I push that off so hard. It's just, it's just not, it's just not me. We are all the same. We have a nonprofit called Become the Bridge. We have, we have given away full, two times every piece of furniture in our home we've given away. We've given away everything we we've given away at the expense of ourselves I'm and that's the heart car. that's yeah. the heart that you're supposed to have so that's right my suburban right gave it away that's what people don't see they don't and see I, that part but you don't have to post everything you do you, you ain't don't. supposed to and i want to shout out bishop oma too by no ways or means was i blaming what happened to me on bishop oma because he is a fantastic He's amazing. amazing man and a fantastic amazing preacher that 
preached and I could take the way he preached and use it in my everyday life. life. So big shout out and much love to Bishop Homer. Yeah. yeah. All the time. So we let's go back for a minute because I need an explanation for this. And I think a lot of people that are listening may need this explanation. Earlier you said that Jesus was a Jew. So what is the disparity between Judaism and Christianity? Well, there are some segments of Judaism that believe that the Mashiach has not yet come. The first whisper of the Mashiach is Deuteronomy 18, where Moses says there's a prophet that's coming from among your people and him you will hear. And it was a capital P, letting them know that there was one coming greater than Moses. Moses was a prophet. Yeah, Moses was a prophet. He was a leader. He was, I mean, he was God's man. Right. You know, um, and so the idea in the days of Jesus was that the Messiah would actually overthrow Roman rule. They were thinking the Mashiach was going to be this military leader. Finally, we, we've been enslaved by the Babylonians. We were enslaved by the Egyptians. Now the Romans are on our neck. The Messiah is going to come, and we're going to finally have the power. We're going to be in charge. Mm. And Jesus comes and was like, my kingdom's actually not of this world. So that offended the people who thought they were getting ready to have money and power on earth. And so that's why the, the, the religious rulers of the day were like, kill him because he ain't about our agenda. Our agenda is getting this money and keeping this popularity. Right. And he's like, everything that I'm doing is about spirit and serving the poor. And that's how we build the kingdom because blessed are the poor in spirit for these will be called the sons of God. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. And so Jesus was the, the juxtaposition of the, of the order of the day. So there are people who, who still believe, there are some Jew, Jewish people who still believe that the Messiah has not yet come. Yeah. Then there are Messianic Jews. So where do they, where do they put Jesus at? Just as another they, prophet? Just, just another prophet. prophet and a good man, but they don't believe that he's Mashiach. And they, they don't believe that. Tell and, people and who Mashiach is. The Messiah. They don't believe he's the chosen one. And you can't make anybody believe that. I mean, it's not factual. It's spiritual. You have to believe it in your heart. But there is evidence that he lived and died and lived again. That's the difference. Yeah. Like, there's evidence. Right. But 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 my thing is this. Even he, the this was the deepest scripture to me after Jesus rose. He was getting ready. He was being taken up into heaven. And as he went, the Bible says some believe, but others doubt it. They saw him crucified. They saw him get up. They see him ascend, and some still doubt it. Mm. So they're just people no matter what you do. You're watching this. you standing right you're there standing watching right there. Jesus ascend into heaven. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's special effect. That's special effect. That's, special that's effect. green screen. Right. They don't got screen. a green screen out here. Right. They had a green screen in them days. <laughs> right. So my thing is, you know, people, faith is a very sacred thing. You can't force your beliefs onto anyone yeah. else, and I don't think you should. My faith is very personal. And I don't force my faith on anyone. And people are like, but you preach. I don't preach to people who don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't walk up to people that I don't know what I'm about. You need to get saved. You need to open your Bible. Do you a, love Jesus? That's offensive. Right. You ain't in Walmart getting that's eggs offensive. and preaching in the middle of no. Right. No. Especially when you don't know how they what they were born into or how they grew right. up. You can be you can be offensive to people because their parents might have given them what they were given and what their parents were given. And there's the, like if I was born into of a, a, a family that believed otherwise, then I would still be believing otherwise. You understand what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Until I had my own personal encounter. Right. So that's the thing. You can't walk up to people and tell them they're wrong and all of that kind absolutely. of stuff because that is absolutely offensive. You do, you live your life, you live the Bible, and people will be drawn to you, and then the heart change will take place on its own. You cannot force that. Right. These are going to happen or it's not, and it's going to have to happen in that, in that person's time. Yep. So the, the, the real base difference is that most, a lot of Jewish people don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Yeah, right. that's it. That was sitting here from God. But what about the Muslim religion? I don't know enough about it to speak on it. I mean, their I prophet is Muhammad, right? So they respect they respect a different tradition. Yeah, and I don't have enough knowledge. They they to they, speak on it. Muslims are more like the way Christians are. Jesus, Muslims are with Muhammad. Mm -hmm. Okay, that the Quran was written from Allah, which is God. Mm -hmm. No matter what you want to call them, is, we all serve the same God. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, but their book is just different. They yeah. pray five times a day. You got to make salat. You got to clean, do all certain things. You pray to the east. You do that. But it's Muhammad. They believe in Jesus. Okay. Yeah, but they, they put Jesus, as yeah, as a prophet. But the prophet is Muhammad. Yeah. And here's the thing. The Abrahamic religions, you know, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, 
all stem from Abraham and his two wives, you know, from Sarah and uh, Hagar. Hagar. Mm -hmm. You know, so Ishmael, the Ishmaelites, this is where we get our brothers and sisters who are Muslim. And then, of course, you know, uh, Isaac, you know, this is where we get Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Israel, the children of Israel. So mm -hmm. the children of Israel and the children of Ishmael. So there's these are where you get these three major religions. And so I don't know enough to have an informed conversation about another person's belief. Right. But I respect them enough. We have people in our families yeah. that. Jehovah's Witnesses, we have Jehovah's Catholic, Witness, Catholic, Muslim, Muslim, and Christians and Protestant, whatever. We have everybody in our family, and we love and them. We love everybody, and Aren't everybody we all is serving respected. the same God, though. Yes, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I, well, let me say this: I don't know that. I don't believe that. I believe that we're serving what we think is God. Oh, okay. And so, to to answer it in a broad yes, but everybody doesn't see God the same way. And so I can't say that somebody... Oh, are you serving what you think is God? I'm serving what I know is God. Oh, so aren't they serving what they know is God? Yes. Based and on that's where why, they are. And that's, that's why I, I can't saying. speak on right. that. Based on where they are, where they live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But, but God is as God does, and God is as his word says. So if I believe scripture canon, then I've got to look at the example. And the Bible says, behold, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will. If you want to see the express will of the Father, you look at the life of Jesus, the humanity, the, the humility, his acts of service, his commitment to the poor, to the lost, to the broken, to the leper, to the lame, to the prostitute, to the underserved. Yeah. For me, that's how I want to live my life, even if I wasn't a believer. Right. Jesus would be perfect for every corporation. He's best corporate practices. Shows up on time, stays late, casts out demons, cooks fish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he he makes lunch. You know what I'm saying? He makes everybody around him better. He's the ultimate team player. He's what you need. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, there are people who say they're serving God, and there are people who say they're Christians and do things in the name of God, but it don't line up with that word. That's why I say we ain't all serving the same God. Right. Because people said they were they were killing in the name of Jesus Ooh, in the Crusades. Yes, sir. Wow. They would say they say yeah, the name of God. Deep. That's how you get a 9/11. Right. They say the name of God. That's how you get uh, a, a Timothy McVeigh. Right. And then they talk about God bless America like no other place but America exists on this planet. Right. Like it shouldn't it be God bless us all. Oh, absolutely. Should, shouldn't it be? And then our veterans come home, and they don't take care of the veterans the way they're supposed to don't take care of the veterans. Started. In the name of in the name of God. Don't get me started, man. We, we don't have enough time. We don't. We, we don't for, take we care. Oh, we got enough time. We don't take. No, care. no, no. I'm just saying it would be a long conversation because there are so many avenues uh, and different ways to see the things. But a lot of us are misinformed, and we go on that which we what we know, right? And how we grew up. I'm That's a, the truth. I'm a big advocate for our veterans. My grandfather had a military burial when I was 12. It stayed with me. I watched those men when they shot those Honor. guns, and they honored him. And I saw a white military officer crying. He didn't even know my grandfather. And it made me cry when they handed my mom that flag. Right. We still got that flag, yeah. you know. And I remember when we had to go get him because he, he passed away in his house, and nobody knew for a few days. And I walk in his house, and there's bottles of vodka all over the place. And he had, like, Playboy magazines. He, you know, he was broken, divorced from my grandmother many years. and But he was still my grandfather, and he was still a veteran. And to see how he had been neglected by that system stays with me to this day. Yeah. I don't think I ever told you that mm -mm. till right now, that that's how we found him. And so... I think about how a country can use, and it, when my grandfather was fighting for this country, he couldn't even go to certain fountains to That's drink right. water. That's right. Right. But he could be on them front lines and die for a and country that would lynch same. him yeah. in this country. That's right. That's why when we talk about the church, the church still has a reckoning, this conservative church versus the liberal church, because it was good church folk that were singing hymns on Sunday and lynching, lynching people that look like me on Monday. That's right. So we ain't too far from that. We still have a reckoning to deal with. Yeah, we absolutely have. We have to get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right because this this is stuff that that people need to hear. This is this is what people want to hear. 
This is the kind of things that need to happen right now because we're living in this tumultuous time in America. You know, they just shot a kid 20 times. He had a cell phone in his pocket. Once again, the police shooting black kids, and we wonder why. And then they turn around and wonder why we don't trust them. It's becoming so common. It's common that that we're now not we even sensitive. Even really hear about it anymore. Yeah, we're not even sensitive to it anymore. He had a cell phone, Ed. But, yeah. But, but a guy walks into a church in South Carolina and kills nine people praying, and they take him to McDonald's before exactly. they take him to jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they oh, yeah. That's what the they did. They took him through the drive-thru at McDonald's, let got him something to let eat, him eat before yeah. they took him to jail. And he entered the the jail alive. That's the part that I need everybody to understand. He's yeah. He's living. And he's still living now. But we're killing people that have cell phones. They got cell phones. Kill 17 people in, in Florida, and they find you alive. They don't no scratches on you, you know. So, you know, and the only reason that the guy in, in Austin, Texas, is dead is because he shot himself. He blew himself. Oh, up. he did but shoot himself. He, yeah, he. Blew I know it. they shot at him, but, yeah, he, blew but he blew himself, himself up. up. Yeah. But my my point is, they were probably the different shooting at the tires. Right. They were going. They were. They were going to try to get phone. him alive too. But you in the back of your grandmother's house with a cell phone, and they say gun, 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 and it don't matter that it's not a gun. And you don't care. He wasn't pointing the phone at you. You just saw a black body. And it's ingrained that we are not valuable, and he's expendable, and we'll cry, and somebody will march, and Al Sharpton will come with his <laughs> rollers in his head, and I love him, and then we're going to cry, and then it's going to go back to the same thing. Yes. And I'm tired of it. I am, too. I am, I am so tired of it because right. that's, it seems like we're powerless. We do the same things. Nothing changes. It's the same march. Nothing changes. You're on the front lines. You yell. Black lives matter. Somebody got to yell, blue lives matter. Somebody got to yell, what happened to white lives? Why white lives or can't matter? Or why about all lives matter? And no, because it's not happening to everybody. That's the, thing. the truth is, is that all lives matter. But right now we're talking about these black lives. That's they, called that's, deflection. That's what we're talking about. That's deflection. All lives do matter. However, right now it's not all lives being killed, you know, and taken innocently by holding phones or CDs or walking the opposite way in Samson, Florida from a person pursuing him. Right. Trayvon. I feel like, and here's the other thing, and I got to say this, if white women were being killed disproportionately as unarmed individuals by cops, I would be just as outraged. Mm -hmm. This is very important because this is not about race. And conservative people who, who, who really have a, an issue with race, will say that we're being racist by screaming about what we feel is unjust and disproportionate over policing in our communities. But the reality is, if it was young white women getting shot by cops and they were unarmed, I'd be screaming this same thing. It's not about the color. It's about the, the cause. It's about the action. It's about the activity. They just happen to be men that look like me. That's right. right. But if it was somebody else, I'd still be fighting. I don't want. I, I have to have the talk. I had to have the talk. Really? I have a 21 year old son, young black man, six feet. Matter of fact, he's six two, and I had to have the talk with him. No white parent has to have the talk with their son about how to act when you get pulled over by the police. <laughs> I had to have that talk. My father had to have the talk with me. I had to have the talk with my son. 21 years later, it's something, there's something absolutely wrong with that. Yep. And it's got, it's got to change. And I don't know what the answer is. I don't have all the answers, but it's got to change. But I'll tell you this. We have to promote your show. <laughs> <laughs> we have to promote, okay, the Book, the of, book John of John Gray. Gray. All right. On Saturdays. What time on Saturday? 10 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. We got Central. To, Central. We oh, have to promote oh. that on OWN Network. Okay, we got to make sure that people know that, and we got to make sure that people know, okay, you got a book coming out, or is it out? Book is out. It's called I Am Number Eight. You can get it anywhere books are sold. Okay. And, uh, and you ain't bring me one, but that's right. You're still my I'm man. I'm going to get you one, though. Still I'm going to send it to you. Dag, I'm supposed to hook you up. You're still I'm my gonna man. I'm going to hook you up. And congratulations on the new church. Thank you. Thank Come you. up. It's right up the street. Come up 85. Come Greenville, see Greenville, okay. South Carolina. Greenville ain't that's not far. Iron 45 yeah, minutes. Greenville's not far. It's yeah. not far at all. So I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you so much. Make sure that y'all check the show out. This is a positive brother right here. And uh, we'll be connected more. Yes, I guarantee please. that. 
I look forward to I it. I think there's I always think there's a reason for something and there's a reason God sent you in here today. Today. That's right. I yeah. believe that. I believe it too. Absolutely. My brother, Mr. and Mrs. John Gray. Thank y'all so much. Thank you so much for being for on the podcast. Us. I appreciate you. Thank you. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.